Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonica.com. You start a rumor, and then you see how the public reacts. We've got that story, plus Hollyweird hearts the derp state. But first, this week in Tyranny Selection Edition. Now, it is basically 6 p.m. Mountain Time Wednesday, November 4th to me. And obviously, the presidential selection is a developing, possibly mutating story, but an interesting exclusive from Axios, Biden's plan to assert control. If news organizations declare Joe Biden the mathematical president-elect, he plans to address the nation as its new leader, even if Trump continues to fight in court, advisors tell Axios. Biden advisors learned the lesson of 2000, and again, a lot of reminders of 2000 and 2001 coming this year, when Al Gore hung back while Bush declared victory in that contested election, putting the Democrat on the defensive while Bush acted like the winner. And this is always a perceptions game. If Biden is declared the winner, he'll be forming his government and looking presidential and won't yield to doubts Trump might try to show or so. To show momentum, Biden may transition announcements quickly, starting with senior staff appointments. He's going to adopt a a healing tone, they say, and begin talking about the path forward in battling, of course, the scamdemic. Look for Biden to embrace science and talk up the role of Fauci. From there, the transition would move with unprecedented speed. Biden had eight years in the White House surrounded by aides with decades of government experience. So the transition has made the most thorough agency by agency prep in history, including offices no one's thinking about. Biden has blueprints for staffing every single agency and has extensive plans for executive orders, including ones to undo that last terrible guy. Look for Biden to push to pass as much as possible under the banner of budget reconciliation, which requires just a simple majority. And this would be fairly stunning, James, I think, in American politics for someone to openly say, I want to raise all your taxes and to get selected. I would say in a lot of ways, that's an ambitious uh, agenda, I think. I would wonder if they will 25th Amendment him. James, as we've talked about in so many ways, one team sets it up, the other team exploits it. So the question, they're like, oh, are you supporting the guys who created the ICE concentration camps or the, or the ones that actually use them later? So I wonder, and there's speculate, that basically Biden might be the one to get 25th Amendmented, and it would totally work for this whole I- idiotic year he would be very contrite and step aside for the good of the nation. And then finally, you guys, we can get choked out by black lady cops. Progress. Meanwhile, Trump campaigned to immediately request recount in Wisconsin, citing irregularities. And James, the only thing I'll cite, there's no right, there's no left. It is the state versus you. And I worry, as we've been talking about, I think it might be blue helmet boogaloo by the time they cancel Christmas here. And people will still be sort of playing games. And I actually, James, I did play the clip of Shattered Union recently on my show, as it is all just a a world of predictive programming, I think. The real low point, if I can do a callback to my musical rants now, if Biden's in, you guys, it's going to be at least four more years before we get another album by the prophets of Run the Rage Against the Tool Cake. James. As a Canadian in Japan and an anarchist, I am fighting every urge and inclination that I have to simply poo-poo all of this and say, who cares? But having said that, I will offer at least this bit of insight into what is going on for all of you Americans out there. None of this chaos is surprising. 
the chaos is part of the plan, and we have known this for months at the very least. It has been in black and white and openly reported. People should look into the Transition Integrity Project, which was wargaming out every possible outcome of this selection that is being decided by the voting machines and the vote counters, not the voters. And uh, they wargamed out every possible scenario, including what if Trump doesn't concede and what if we have to kick him out with the military and all of this. It's all been wargamed out. Uh, so, no, this chaos is not surprising. My only interest in this selection process is whatever will delegitimize in the minds of the brainwashed statist masses the illusion of government power and control and the strange cult that worships a single man. Uh, this man or that man is going to be the leader of 330 million people and will govern the, the country and tell the country what to do and be the, the person that decides everything, which we all know. Everyone who is watching us right now knows that is a total lie, a complete lie. The puppets in office have their strings pulled by the bankers who control the system. We all know this, but every four years, people lose their collective mind playing these stupid games, winning stupid prizes that they've already told you are going to come. They've told you about the chaos. They are planning for this selection and everyone puts all of their energy, their psychic mental energy and invests their identity in this stupid charade every four years. And I understand how young people get suckered into it. I cannot for the life of me understand people who in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, who have watched this charade play out every four years their entire life and still lose their mind over it. At any rate, I don't care whether it's douchebag or turd sandwich that gets in. Uh, I, all, all, the only thing that's, that's of interest here is the way it plays out in the public consciousness. And that's up to us to decide, not whoever is in whatever political office. I think I stated this morning on my morning show, one of my main concerns is essentially if the fake left fangsters have been so successful at silencing any voice when they were out of power, I fear they might be a little more emboldened being actually in fake power. So, of course, that's why things maybe like, oh, BitChute was offline all today. What a coincidence. So this is episode... 427 of New World next week, and we'll move to our second story as, again, all the world is a stage. Pretty interesting stuff from Mint Press News. Angelina Jolie's MI6 interview shows just how connected Hollywood is to the deep state, and I think all of our stories this week will be quite the rich tapestry. With election fever still gripping the U.S., which I would say is an actual sickness, not a, like, fake scamdemic one. Talk of rigging or interference in the democratic process is reaching new levels, high enough that even Hollywood legend Angelina Jolie is talking about it. In an extraordinary interview with Vote Time Mockingbird magazine, the star of Wanted, Maleficent, and Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, sat down with the former head of the UK's MI6 spy network, Sir Alex Younger, to ask how worrying the threat from Russia or China really is. We're going to have to we're going to have two sharply different value systems in operation on the planet for the foreseeable future. We mustn't be naive. We need to retain the capacity to defend ourselves, he told Jolie. 
who never challenged him on anything and even asked the head of perhaps the world's most notorious spying agency, which, of course, the CIA would go, how can we protect ourselves from fake information? So that's what they're talking about. To some, again, the pairing of a Hollywood star and a veteran spymaster might seem strange, but in reality, Silver Screen and National Security State have always been intimately intertwined. And as much as Agent Jolie presents herself as a leading humanitarian and, of course, guinea pig for the cult of scientism, even being appointed special envoy for the UN Commission for Refugees, she sure hangs around with a bunch of war criminals like... Condoleezza Rice and George Bush, you know, responsible for the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Those are going super well, James. And of course, remember, if if Creepy Joe gets in, all those wars are going to end, man. The peace and love party. I can't wait. All the man, all those wars. They're probably already already. They're probably finished already while we're talking. So Jolie hangs around with Condoleezza Rice. Of course, she's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, along with fellow agent Clooney. James, this is one I didn't know. She penned a joint op-ed in the New York Times with John McCain calling for U.S. intervention, of course, in Syria and, and Myanmar. The effect of years of propaganda has been to improve the standing of the deep state and make the American public more conducive to supporting the tactics of the CIA and the military. James, I think this directly relates to our first story. One academic study found that showing torture scenes from the TV show 24 to liberal college students made them support it more for anyone deemed an enemy of the state. Democrat-aligned voters' opinion of the FBI rising through the roof over a decade to the point 77% hold a favorable view of the FBI. Two-thirds of the country love the CIA. Thus, while the entertainment industry might be liberal in that it largely opposes Orange Man and donates to the Democratic Party, it works closely to support and uphold the national security state, promoting ultra-patriotism and American aggression all throughout the world. But you got to present yourself as a champion of human rights while you work to destroy the very institutions responsible for maybe upholding or destroying some of those rights, depending, again, on which way the wind is blowing. This sounds, I think, James, in a lot of ways, it's like the Hollyweird version of my fake music rebel rants. They put up this front... But the reality is completely different. Yes, as usual, uh, I think people would be best served by going to the actual source of this interview and reading it for themselves to get really the flavor and tone of Angelina Jolie, Council on Foreign Relations member Angelina Jolie being a sycophant to this outgoing MI6 chief um, to really get the flavor of it. So, of course, we'll include the link to the archive.is version so you don't give any of the trick clef- uh, click traffic to time Time Magazine, Vote Magazine, The Great Reset Magazine, whatever they're calling themselves these days. But yeah, you, you start to get the sense of just this fawning, oh, this celebrity is just so much in love with this, this dashing spy chief. Oh, actors pretend to be other people, but they do it on a film set surrounded by a cast and crew who know it is a pretense. As a spy, how do you prevent that from damaging your personal integrity? To which, of course, he answers, oh, there's a trope in the movies that this is a morality-free environment. Speaking for my former service, the opposite is true. You need to have a very developed sense of your values as a person, as a human being, and as an organization. Right, Mr. Uh, Pompeo? Uh, We lie, we cheat, we steal. Yeah, that kind of uh, values as a person, right? Um, uh, You could, again, please read through it. And of course, the meat and potatoes is in the geopolitics section of this, because exactly as you suggest, it's just an excuse to throw out all the same canards that we've seen thrown around by the, the good, concerned Hollywood liberal 
uh, crew for several years now, like, oh, people are talking about peace, terrible peace in Afghanistan. But if the if we leave without installing a puppet that we can c- completely control, they might do things we don't like. What'll happen then? Or uh, talking about Russia, how how serious is the threat? Or oh, China is emerging as the winner of this pandemic. What will happen next? Uh, it, it's it's really quite sickening. Um, but I thought there was one question that was. Uh, particularly revealing, uh, not because the answer itself was, uh, was actually a good answer, but because it was such a, a, a ridiculous dodge of the question itself, where Angelina asks uh, this MI6 chief, if what you do is secret, how are agencies like yours held accountable? Good question, right? And that seems like a pretty easy, like easy uh, softball for him to, to knock out of the park. But here's his answer. Secrecy is not the purpose of what we do. It's part of what we do, and it's necessary because there are many brave men and women who agree to work with us whose only protection is our ability to keep their identity secret. But we are highly accountable. We don't recruit from some extraterrestrial planet. We recruit members of the public who share the same values as you have, and that I have, and would simply not tolerate the types of breaches of law and values of which we are sometimes accused. (laughs) So the answer there is apparently... Trust us. You know what? What what else do you want? You can trust us. We're just like you. (laughs) I mean, it's so it's so transparent hogwash. I I do not know what level of the public this is aimed at. The absolute bottom tier of the bottom tier of propaganda consumers would believe any of this. But anyway, this is what they're trying to shove in your face right now, and they're using the Hollywood glitterati to do it. Um, Same old tricks over and over again. Uh, I would like to think more people are waking up to it. Thanks to the the work of yourself and myself and others who are uh, deconstructing this live in real time on the internet uh, while we still can. But as you say, the deplatforming and all of the other chaos uh, of this planned chaotic event of the dark winter that's coming into view might derail that. So hang on. All I can say is hang on to your own mental integrity and your own your own personal sense of what is what is true and what is fake, what is real, what is not, what is propaganda, what is not. Take everything that you've learned from what we've been teaching you for the last decade plus and really hang on to that because it is going to be tested in the coming months. And uh, things like this are just a basic litmus test, whether you're speaking to a normie or someone who actually can think for themselves. Uh, can you see through the propaganda in something like this? If the answer is no, then... I, I'm afraid you're already lost. We've been talking about this a lot at home. It has that so much of what the church, the state, the military, the school, the media, you name it, tells you to never trust your own judgment or, or let alone experience. You should give it all over to, of course, lab coat technocrats who have your best interests at heart. So let's finally put, I think, our first two segments together and I think kind of show like one plus one equals two in these tyrannical status systems, regardless of which, you know, gang signs they want to throw. This is a fun one, James. Forged letter warning about wolves on the loose, part of Canadian military propaganda campaign that went awry. A letter from the Nova Scotia government sent out to residents to warn about a pack of wolves on the loose in the province was forged by Canadian military personnel as part of a propaganda training mission that went off the rails, by which they mean mission accomplished. The letter told residents to be wary of wolves that had been reintroduced into the area by the provincial and federal governments and warned the animals were now roaming the Annapolis Valley. 
The letter, which became public, sparked concerns and questions among residents, but was later branded as fake by the Nova Scotia government, which didn't know the military was behind the operation. Again, sometimes the left gang doesn't know what the left, what the right gang's doing. Training also involved, good grief. The training also involved using a loudspeaker to generate wolf sounds. The fake letter was part of new skills being tested by the military as it hones its expertise for launching propaganda missions at home and abroad. The letter was developed by an information warfare specialist with something called the Halifax Rifles, which would be a great band name if it weren't a reserve unit. They not only forged the logo of the Wildlife Division, but also attributed the letter to a real Nova Scotia government employee without permission to do any of that stuff. A phone number on the letter which residents were to call if they had concerns about the wolves, was traced by the Ottawa citizen to the work number of an Environment Canada employee who also happens to be a Canadian Forces reservist. So we basically jump to Emma Bryant, professor at Bard College here in the States, specializes in researching military propaganda, which has been essentially the topic of this entire episode. She said what the Canadian forces did was a major violation of ethics. This is way over the top. It's a very dangerous path when you start targeting your own public with false information and trying to manipulate them. She said it probably had nothing to do with wolves, and it was likely an exercise in testing the military skills and trying to manipulate the population with false information. You start a rumor about wolves on the loose, and then you see how the public reacts again and again. It's really interesting, James. The Brave New World Order finds just all these new ways of of inclusivity, peaceful riots, agent actors, and now, finally, military environmentalists. James, this is nutty. It is insanity. But first and foremost, I want to give props to Dandix of Press for Truth, uh, the recently deplatformed Dandix of Press for Truth, which is where I encountered this story. He just did a video on it a couple of days ago. So we will throw in a link to that video so you can watch it on a non-YouTube platform in order to find out uh, his take on this story. But long story short, yes, this is one of those, this is one of those stories that comes out every now and then that at, in one, one sense and on one level seems fairly trivial. Well, all right, so there was something about wolves or something that they were ginning up and just as a test or something. But it actually is is insane, and it really speaks to the much, much larger, much darker agenda and the way these things play out. So this particular letter got exposed as being a complete psyop by the military. And when it got exposed, if you go and read through that Ottawa Citizen article, which I suggest you do, uh, you'll see that the military said, oh, this was all just part of some training for, you know, propaganda techniques that we're putting the military forces through. Don't think about that too much. But then, then the, the, the Ottawa Citizen said, so, okay, so this was just a training thing. You were just composing this letter and somehow the letter got released to the public. It wasn't supposed to. So who set up the loudspeakers? And what was that about? This isn't clearly, this isn't just, and, and the military guy goes, I don't know how that happened. I'll have to check into that. <laughs> so, hmm, yeah. Oh, it was it was just a training exercise. We were just pr- practicing typing, <laughs> is essentially what they're saying. But, I don't know, someone set up a loudspeaker with wolf uh, calls and things. Uh, you know, whatever, don't think about it. But uh, it is the kind of thing that occasionally comes out that is just so silly that people will laugh it off. But no, I mean, really think about this. This entire coordinated campaign to convince an entire public of this threat that doesn't exist 
in order to test how they will react to that and what kinds of things, what will the public respond to and how will they respond. That really speaks volumes to the world that we are living in. And you think, you really think that they're going to do all of that, but they're never going to use that for any nefarious purposes. I mean, no, the, the terror threat boogeyman that they've been holding in front of your face for two decades is totally real, guys. That's t- I'm super serial about that. Totally real. And, and, and uh, the, the, uh, the, new, the new virus that's, that's going to kill everyone. Kill everyone, I tell you. Totally real. Totally be scared, in, quaking in your boots about that. But, uh, yeah, this wolf thing was totally made up. And it was just a training exercise. Who set up the loudspeakers? Um, I'll check into that. And then you never see them again. It's it's preposterous. Anyway, big props to Dan Dix for, for digging this up. This is a crazy story. And uh, please do go read that article because you just, you can't make this up. I, I would never have even dreamt up a scenario this stupid and this outlandish, but here it is. Well, and again, and so much of this over this episode 427 of New World Next Week as we wrap this baby up, another, I think, very important episode. It's almost like they've practiced all of this. It's almost like everything happening this year was wargamed last fall or something, whether it's the selection or fake diseases or how they're going to censor the web or riots or what have you. It's like, wow, it's all been planned. As we have been reminding folks these last few months, James, we're using the North American Post Office Box for support for New World Next Week. But actually, it just hit me, James, if people think that the post office is the thing that screwed them out of their winner, in the le- then, then, of course, that's going to be another platform that people will stop to use. Post Office Box, Patreon, PayPal, Crypto, like we have all of the ways to support. We don't care how. Now more than ever, as, of course, the, the weird code words have always been used in the past. Alternative media needs your support again. James, it's why I think of it maybe never on mic. We've kind of joked, I've joked at least, that the New World Next Week is in some ways like the Drudge Report, at least in at least sort of in production style in a way, of, of, of alternative media. We've never changed. We've never pandered. We do three stories a week. We talk about it. We're not corporate funded. That's what we are, and that's what we will always be. James. All right. Well, let's do it again next week. Talk to you then. Take care, buddy.